the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 18 of the Free Indeed Podcast. My name is Mike, and I happen to host this podcast that uh, we call the Free Indeed Podcast. I didn't originate the my name personally, Mike, my mom gave it to me, nor did I originate the name Free Indeed as well. I mean, it comes out of a Bible verse, but the whole idea of Free Indeed came from someone who's sitting bar, not far from me, and his name is Kirk. What's so this is episode 18, and did you want to share anything about what 18 means? I know you looked it up. 18 means uh, it's symbolic for the number of bondage, apparently. So that's not always a, that's not a good thing. No, no. But at the same Although, time... But, but no, but then there's another numerology thing that says um, has to do with humanitarianism, independence, and building something of lasting benefit. So I don't know, whatever. Well, I like that. Yeah, that sounds better. Than something we're, you know, we're about in this um, podcast and Free Indeed altogether is that we try to take what's sometimes meant for bad because by itself the number 18 is just a neutral thing and you it's like just a number yeah exactly so we're going to turn it around and make it into something better is that's that's what we're going to do uh so we're going to do the free indeed treatment to the number 18 here instead of bondage we're going to do um we're going to turn it around so it's related to the question so if you if you haven't listened to this episode or to the, the podcast before i ask a question and i um See if Kirk can answer it. And then we just spent a few minutes talking about it. And so we're going to d- jump right into it today instead of doing a lot of our um, a couple episodes now. We've been going a few minutes before we ask the question. So today's question is, Kirk, what role does choice play in freedom? Ooh, choice, man. Choices. Choices. Choice is important, man. Choices. I am a proponent of being a victor and an opponent of being a victim whenever possible. And there's a you know a slight difference, huge difference. Slight difference last two letters of the the two words. Um victim, I'm. It's 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 I'm. It's it's to me that that speaks to being focused on the the me part of whatever the situation is. How is this affecting me who hurt me what it did to me what uh what they did to me and and all this other kind of stuff and to me the you know the whole notion of of victor ends with or which is a choice and sometimes you got to make a choice to be a victor as opposed to being a victim now you can't control everything in life you can't control everything in this world you can't control um each and every little aspect of the global planet, let alone your life and history and, and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of things in your life you can control. There are a lot of things in life where you think you have no control over. You think it's been dominating you. You think you can't get past it. You think it's greater than you, but it is not. It's just a matter of you choosing to see the opportunity to become a victor over something that maybe you know you up to now you've experienced being a victim too, um, but all of that buried in all of that is is the answer, and that is it begins with a choice. You have to, and this is a famous quote from Will Smith: "You have to decide. You have to decide that I'm gonna 
be this or not be this or and or, or, or go in that direction and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, until you decide something, until you make that choice, you can't begin to go in that direction. A direction itself is a choice. And so when you when you when you turn and when you when you make a choice, you're turning in a direction of something and then you begin to move in the direction of that thing. But it begins with making the actual choice in the first place um, that you you are determined to want something different. And you got to be crazy enough to say, I am choosing this and I'm willing to go as far as it takes, even if it takes my life. I mean, when you get to that point of 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 deciding and, and choosing you know, with that degree of sincerity, with that degree of commitment, not much can stand in your way. And so choices, choices, huge. I can tell you for sure, guy that struggles with porn, a lot of those guys, you know, porn has a way of getting you into the, into the psyche and into your identity to think you don't have a choice. And in some, in a lot of ways, slavery is a choice. Um, that, that's a tough statement, but slavery, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, in all, at least the, the scenarios of slavery that I can think of, slavery is a choice. Even in this country, when, when, you know, when there were slaves, um, they were that, they were, they were brought into slavery or bought into slavery. But I tend to have a, I tend to have a, a, a what I call a, a Harriet Tubman spirit about myself in that, um, Harriet Tubman escaped slavery. And she escaped slavery and she made it into into to free territory, into free land. And then she decided not even for that to be enough for her. She decided to go back into slave territory and to show other people how to get out of slave territory into freedom. Step where I step, go where I go. Here are the resources you need. Here are the people that can help you get there. One of Harriet Tubman's biggest if not the biggest problem that she had was convincing slaves that they were slaves was convincing because them, they knew no different because they knew no different, but they also didn't want any different. They right. didn't. I oh, mean, that's true. Not all, but I'm just saying that was, I mean, if you study her life, I mean, that, that was, I think they're coming out with a Harriet Tubman movie. I think I heard, but the whole point is to convince people that they're slaves and that there is something different for their lives. And that begins with a, with a choice. Now, am I saying that, you know, that, all the slaves in America, I'm black. I'm not, I mean, all the slaves in America, you know, they had a choice to, no, I'm not saying that, you know, um, but what I'm saying is in today's, we don't have that kind of slavery outright modern day in America. We don't have a population of people that are literally in chains and out, you know, working our slaves, our slavery today is, is mental. Our, our slavery today in our, in our culture is a culture of societal slavery, um, a lot of it is the intangible stuff. And so the slavery that exists today in America by far is choice driven slavery. It's addictions. It's, you know, and then people want to, is, is addiction a choice and that kind of stuff. I know a lot. I, I know a step seven ministry <laughs> that has freed people over and over. I mean, that, that is all about the, 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 the choice to, to move in the direction of, of getting free from that kind of slavery. And so, so don't get it twisted in terms of what I'm referring to, but I, I'm also of the mindset that I've experienced being a slave to something, a slave to, to, to a habit, a slave to an artificial God and not being able to get free from that until I began to make a choice 
And that choice was, I'm changing everything and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get free from that whole thing. So I think I just, a really long answer to the question of this choice. But point is, yeah, I think choice is huge and choice is the beginning of everything. You can't do anything until you make a choice to do it. I know. Uh, I would say the guy listening to this podcast right now, you've made a a positive choice. I'm all about positive choices. And that's a foundation to my coaching practices, making one step in a positive direction or even any direction for that matter, because action negates fear. Um, Is it legitimate to say that every tap on your phone or every click of the mouse is a choice? Absolutely. It's a vote. It's a vote for what do you want? It's a, it's, it's, you know, when you, when we have our elections here in America, when you go in and you go in that booth and you hit the button and the button and the button, it's a choice. And so, and ironically, nowadays in America, we do them on screens. Exactly. Go figure. Um, <laughs> maybe we're getting programmed and we don't even realize it. But yeah, when you, when you, when you, when you tap that phone, when you click that mouse, you're making a choice and you're making that choice of a vote of here's what I want in my life and here's what I want. Here's who or what I want to run my life. Here's who or what I want to govern my life, like that voting booth. And so you're absolutely casting ballots every single time you click that button, every single time you 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 go to that, that site, and that's what's going to cover govern. That's what's going to uh, control your life. And so you, you are absolutely making a choice every single time. You're not a victim, man. I'm not gonna. I, I don't. You know, I'm not gonna rub any guy on the belly and tap him on the head and say, "Oh, you poor thing." And no, man, we are meant to be dope, man. We are guys, man. We are freaking strong, man. I mean, you know, we're meant to be kings and warriors, man. We're, we're not meant to be sitting at some screen, you know, offering up sacrifices to an artificial God. You know, I mean, that's giving away, that's abdicating our thrones, man. I'm not going to sit around and let a guy be in my presence and think he's a victim to porn. That is, that is a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, we are meant to be strong. We are. I mean, the the whole point of of us being hooked in porn is is to dull our, our power and to and to to squash that light. And so, I don't let any guy sit in my presence and think he's going to be uh, a victim. Now, I don't, damn that! Literally, that ain't happening. I mean, you you are Victor. You're strong, man. If you don't have it yet, then let's figure out how to get it to you. But you have the ability to do it. Exactly. Um, are there degrees of choices? I mean. I'm going to share some of my story, just not right this second, but I'll, I'll get there. But, Why you make me tell all my story, man? You okay. don't tell your story. All right, fine. I'll tell you the story. So um, <laughs> what I've found for choices. You just made a choice. I know I did. <laughs> we just make choices right along with this whole podcast The uh, as we record. Uh, I found in my life that there are moments that become choices and what's kind of ironic, but almost just necessary when it comes to living is that you don't see the significance of choices really often until you're looking back. And so, um, I did not see this when I was 18 years old. So my home is Portland, Maine, and I grew up in the eighties and I don't know how long it had been there, but back in the eighties, at least there was a place called Bath Ironworks. Bath, Maine is where they were, you know, originated from, of course, and Portland's the biggest Harbor in Maine. And they had a dry docks there in Portland. And so, I mean, I didn't live, but a few blocks from that growing up. Um, and, I would always see the dry docks. I would always see that there was a boat being worked on over there and our ship or whatever it might be. And, um, I had finished high school, went through that first summer and, uh, made the choice to not go to college because I was worried, frankly, uh, that I was going to become part of the drinking culture. And I let all of my paperwork lapse. 
And um, so I was working part-time in a grocery store and uh, I was pretty bored. That was, that was, uh, I knew that, that there was a reason for that. I mean, I didn't want to do much more, didn't want much more responsibility at that time. But then as the weeks went on and months went on, I found myself pretty, pretty bored. I had talked to and I had a friend who talked to and been into the recruiter's office of the Air Force um, uh, recruiter station in the previous months as well. And so in, during my sophomore year in high school, I had al- already considered the Air Force, but it wasn't top in my mind. And so I still remember this day. I had sold my car, uh, bought a mountain bike, and I was standing on the corner. To my left was Bath Ironworks. I was straddling my bike, literally on a corner. <laughs> To my left was Bath Ironworks, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go in there, or I could go in there, and I could apply, and I could become an iron worker. I could work for the Bath Ironworks and become an iron worker. Or I could take a few more, take another direction, literally, and go two blocks over and go to their Air Force recruiter station and see about becoming um, somebody in the Air Force. Had no idea what, but you know, I knew that was an option. And so that day, I made a choice that changed, literally changed the trajectory of my life, and I did not see the significance of it. I made the choice to go down to the recruiter station, and three months later, I was sent off to basic training. And so that was, to me, in my own story, an example of one choice that literally did change the trajectory of my life. It wasn't like I was dreaming to be in the Air Force or dreaming to be an iron worker. I just had no real direction and no one helping me at that moment, and I just made my own choice to... Uh, change what I wanted to do. And I did, I did something about it. And again, it changed the trajectory of my life because when I was in the air force, I became a Christian. I also um, believe God called me into ministry because of that. And, and here I am these uh, 30 years or so later now, uh, almost 30 years having made that choice and, and my life has been changed. So there's power in just making one choice. That's part of my story. I just, I just actually was inspired to post uh, another quote on Facebook, and I said, "Choices are made in the windshield, but seen in the rearview mirror." You know, and when I was thinking about another question here to ask you, I wondered to ask that question around why is it important to consider life in that way when it comes to um, looking forward? Because choices, positive choices especially, need to be have to be looking forward in what direction we go depends on the choices that we make now. And you're right. I love that illustration. You've used it all over and over again in the class. There's a reason why the windshield is bigger than the rear view. Yeah. And, and, and that, uh, you know, when I, when I have said that it, it wasn't really in this context, but it makes sense though, in terms yeah. of, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the, when you, when you live life um, with those choices being windshield choices in terms of, direction in terms of this is where I want to go and all that kind of stuff. And, and you, you live with that being a greater, um, uh, kind of, uh, more in the forefront of your mind in terms of here's what I'm doing right now. And here's where I want to go. And here's where I want to drive. And then, you know, and, and then once that choice is made, you know, in a lot of ways, in, in a lot of times that choice, the, the, then the consequence of what comes out of that is kind of out of your hands at that point. And then it becomes a rearview mirror thing in terms of this is what happened. And this is, this is the result of all that. And, and, um, sometimes you got to let that go. And sometimes you just got to learn from that or, and then just ideally keep making better choices. But yeah, keeping that focus of the future being, 
um, you know, being the kind of the basis for the, the choices that I'm making and, and yeah, just little stuff. I mean, just, you know, just, just little stuff of in the moment, you never know where that'll, where that'll lead you. But if you drive with the bigger picture being your choices and then the results or consequences being the, uh, the, the rear view mirror, if you will, um, where you don't focus on the rearview mirror, you focus on the windshield, you focus on the choices, and then you let everything else kind of play out after that. Yeah, if you're not looking forward and making choices that move you forward, and you're always making choices based on looking backwards, that's not to say you don't learn from the past. But if you're going to try to drive looking in your rearview mirror going forward, you are going to crash. There's going to be consequences. Yeah. And and so guy that, you know, guy that says, I'm going to make choices about my life, particularly in terms of, uh, uh, traps and struggles and addictions. And, and if you want to get specific in, in, in porn consumption, um, you know, what, what, what kind of choices are you making in your life that are going to lead you to wherever it is you want to be led to? And, you know, I'm coming across more and more guys, um, not that it's a lot, um, but I'm coming across guys that are pretty open and social media creates a avenue for that because you can hide in anonymity. But guys that just come out and say, oh, yeah, I love porn. Porn is great. You're stupid. You're an idiot. You know, and they want to make fun of me for, you know, kind of being uh, being what they see as anti-porn, which I'm not anti-porn. I'm pro-freedom. Um, but, um, you know, and my thing is, is that in a matter of fact, I began this back and forth discussion with this guy on Instagram just in the last couple of days of how's that make you feel like, you know, I mean, what is that doing for you kind of thing? Like, you know, is that giving you everything you want in life? I mean, what does your life look like? How deep are your relationships? And I'm not challenging a guy. I'm not putting a guy down. I'm just asking kind of open-ended questions and, and, um, you know, and it's almost like if that is your baseline for your choices in terms of your consumption, then what are you expecting? If you choose to smoke a lot of cigarettes, <laughs> you know, if you choose to do that, then, okay, what is that going to do for you down the road? If you choose to really, if you think about whatever it is you choose to consume <laughs> in any kind of way. I mean, what are you consuming? And by nature, what what is that that you're consuming going to do for you in terms of the consequences or the results of your choices? And and that is a choice. Yeah, I mean, when you get in the in the cycle of addiction, it feels like it's not a choice because it feel I mean because it's so powerful and it can be so strong. And and I think you know, porn is one of the. I mean, it's probably the greatest addiction we have in our culture. And that's a huge statement, but. It's the first and only free and unlimited drug ever available on earth. The only free and unlimited drug ever available. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to go find your boy for the, the, the hookup. It's in your pocket. And I would say probably, um, you know, there are more porn addicts than any other population of addicts, you know, around. Um, and there's, you know, the secrecy and the shame and all that kind of stuff. And so, I get it when you find yourself in that loop and you feel like I don't, I can't stop. I don't have a choice. I, I, you know, this just has me hooked. I get it. I understand. I've been, I've been there. Um, but nothing could be further from the truth. Like I said, I, I refuse to let any guy be in my presence and to think he's a victim, especially to something like porn. Uh, we can replace everything that you're getting from porn with something natural, something that, that allows you to be better as opposed to being worse. 
where every part of you will 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 grow and get strong mind, body, and spirit. You don't have to be a victim to that thing. Our last episode, we talked about grief, and there's there's a sense where you can uh, snowball the event that caused the grief to become like a victim. I was about to ask you, when have you been or have you felt like a victim or declared yourself a victim? And I just am jumping in my brain to, okay, you did not have the choice about how your dad treated you. You didn't have the choice that he wasn't in your life. And you didn't have the choice, obviously, about him you know, passing away too, too young. And so um, that is an easy way to slip into... <laughs> I didn't have a dad. He left me. He's gone. I can't, I can't talk to him. I can't have a relationship with him. All of that, I can't, I can't, I can't, sounds like a victim. Uh, tell me about that experience because I want to know, there are guys I'm sure who are hearing this that they, they have that loss in their life, as we've talked about last episode, where um, it's, it's so easy to take that small step into victimhood because things happen to us, obviously. Where is the difference then between that, that, that part of you who was the victim of being a little boy uh, to becoming a, a young man and then a man, an adult, and a father yourself to not being a victim anymore? Yeah, well, let me tell you where the deepest valley in that journey was for me, and that was when I was in the back of my car about to plan my suicide because uh, my victim mentality met my hopelessness. And, and, and when the two of them intersected, um, that was a recipe for my life is not worth living because if, if this is what life is and I don't want it. And I, I didn't realize that that's not what life is. That's what I had experienced in life, but that's not what life is. That's not what all is available to me in life. And a lot of that came down to my choices. Suicide is a choice. Yes, it is. I mean, suicide, it's a, it's, it's a choice or it wouldn't be suicide. Right. <laughs> that's the whole nature behind it. And so I'm speaking as someone who's been there, and I didn't obviously ultimately cross that line, but I was methodically beginning to map it out and plan it out and to rehearse it and to all those kinds of things. And I can tell you that <clears throat> that for me, that, that choice um, that choice came out of a place of being a victim in terms of my life was like this. Like, why did I? Why did this have to happen to me? And, and you know, why did this have to have to? You know, just go down like this. Why did I have to get dealt these cards and all that other kind of stuff? And it came down to just that statement: Why did this have to happen to me? And instead, you know, to to flip that switch and not, you know, I can't, I can't explain exactly what caused that switch to flip other than God having a plan for me. But in that moment, maybe that's just so I can be here right now to tell this to somebody else. But in that moment, I realized life didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And everything that I went through wasn't meant to make me an ultimate victim it was meant to give me the power to be a victor. And not only that, but to show somebody else how to be a victor. That became a, a mindset shift. Absolutely. And that was in itself a choice, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It was a choice to see it different. The, the circumstances, nothing changed, but everything changed. Right. 
Nothing changed, but everything changed. The circumstances had not changed, but the way I looked at those circumstances changed completely. And so when I looked at it from a different, a different angle, a different perspective, it all changed. And so when I decided, decide, when I decided at that moment that it didn't happen to me, it happened for me, everything changed because then I got power in that thing. Cause then there was purpose in that. Cause then I saw that, wait a minute. I wonder if anybody else could need this. I wonder if, if there's anybody else going through this. I wonder if there could be some good that comes out of this. Is there a mess in this message? Is there, is there a, a testimony that comes out of this test? <clears throat> and, 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 and there's extreme power in that because nobody can take that away from you. And, and that is something that is given to you uniquely. But at the same time, a million people need to hear and so the so at that at that rock bottom kind of thing, I made a choice. I made a choice to not only see things different, but also to take on that different mentality, to take on to put on my my cape. It, it, that was the cape moment, to put on that cape for the very first time and say, no, nah, uh-uh. no, this is not it. I'm I'm not I'm freaking Superman. Um, no, I'm, it's time for me to kick some ass. I'm sorry. Did I just say that? But that's the, I mean, that's the depth of now that moment. I have moment. to click the explicit button sorry, when I man. upload this podcast. I'm sorry. Is that a cuss word? I don't think so. I, I meant my donkey. <laughs> I was, I, I was, there was, there was a, there was a mule. We don't mistreat animals. There was a here. mule and you know, it was kicking me and I had to kick it. I was, but I'm just the, the passion in that moment. I yeah. mean, it was, there was life or death, man. And yeah, you know, literally. The, there was there was no time to be politically correct for me. It was I'm going to die or is going to die. And I had to choose which one of us is going to die. And that moment I chose it wasn't going to be me. That that's a dramatic moment and the phrase I want to repeat is your victimhood met your hopelessness and that became the darkest valley for you. That's a major major choice that you made. You did a, a pivot if I ever heard a pivot in your life because it came and it started in your in your mind as a choice. So, um, that's a moment that changed everything for you. That's a, I asked the question or we mentioned it a couple of minutes ago around the degrees of choices in terms of the, the size of choices, if you will, because the vast, vast majority of our living is made up of hundreds, if not thousands of small choices that happen every day. So, um, would you be able to share some other choices that you made when you decided that you're, you're going to start um, not being a, a victim, but being a victor and that you, you don't have just a day job. You have a Clark Kent job and you have something to offer the world. What are some other choices that, uh, that you made that helped move you towards this mission, this freedom that you're in? Yeah. Let me make, let me, let me not even skip out the fact that every day I make a choice not to quit and, and exactly. to keep up, to get up and keep doing it again. There's a whole lot of days where I feel like quitting. You know, we don't like to talk about that, but there's a whole lot of days where I'm like, it's just even worth it. Am I doing any good in this world? Am I like, God, did you really tell me to do any of this? Cause this is not fun at all. And some days, a lot of days, there's no obvious fruit and et cetera, et cetera. So I have, sometimes I have to make a choice every single day when I wake up. Exactly. Um, but to the point of your question, yeah, I, I made a choice to publish a book. I didn't read my first book cover to cover until I was 35 years old because Letters and numbers flip around when I try to read. Um, I have to know what I'm seeing versus what it really is when I read stuff. So it's hard for me to read, period. Um, and, and then on top of that, it's hard for me to even focus and 
<clears throat> and a lot of the symptoms of what they call, you know, ADD or ADHD and that kind of stuff. So the choice of publishing a book, even though I have a hard time reading, I mean, that's, you know, that was difficult for me because I was facing a giant. I was facing a bully in my life since I was in fourth grade that, um, as far as when that became a serious issue for me. And I'm, so here I am going through the editing process and all kinds of things involved with publishing a book. And I'm like, I can't even freaking read, man. You know, I would get the edits back from, from, uh, from editors and I didn't even know I discovered that word had a Microsoft word has a function where it'll read out loud to you and like the follow the bouncing ball kind of thing. And did not know that. Yeah. And I learned that, I learned, That's I, right. I found that. Um, but, uh, and, and so, you know, I had to make choices on things like that in terms of just, I'm just going to keep doing this no matter what, even if it's difficult and, and, and keep doing things that are uncomfortable and keep putting it out there and keep being vulnerable and making that choice over and over and over and over again. I don't even know if it's one choice. Sometimes it's a series of choices. Sometimes it's a daily choice and hourly choice. But for me, for sure, it's daily. And then there's other things like publishing a book. There's other things like, you know, starting a class and, and just all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, the uh, the power of choice when it comes to uh, freedom, when it comes to getting away from porn, which is all in itself a choice, is it's just something I'm not sure we remember on a regular basis. Uh, I just want to leave with at least one quote. Um, every accomplishment begins with the decision to try. Uh, and that to me is huge. Every time we decide to do something or every time we want to accomplish something that has to begin with a choice and another, uh, it's not really a quote, but something I heard from a podcast I listened to. And I just recently shared with you, Kirk, um, this guy, coach, coach George Raveling, um, he's a basketball coach. And he said in this podcast, every day I have two choices. I look at my feet. And I look at my feet and I say, okay, one foot is I can have a good day. And my other foot is I can have a very good day. And it's either one of those choices, you know, it's not good or bad. It's, you know, for the guys out there who need it, you need to know that you have a choice in all of this and you have a lot of choices to make and they're big and small choices, mostly small, but they're not unimportant. They're not insignificant. And uh, the choice that you make to, to live today is in itself huge. Anything else you want to say on choice, Kurt? No, you got to fight. You know, you, you yeah. got to fight. I make a choice. When people ask me, how you doing? I always say BDE, best day ever. Right. Why do you say BDE? Why is it best day ever? It's best day ever because I'm one day farther away from what I used to be and I'm one day closer to what I'm going to be. That's a choice. Exactly. It's a choice to see it that way. Yep. So much of our choices have to do with our mindset. So with that, that is episode 18 of the Free Indeed podcast. I do hope you choose to listen to more episodes and choose to go to the website, freeindeed36.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.